from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Masonic Light Podcast Take Two. <laughs> Special Thank, episode. Special episode here at Patton Campus um, for the Key Man Conference for uh, Pennsylvania and parts there unto next to us, like That's Virginia <laughs> and, and whatnot. Ohio. And Ohio. Oh, I'm, As many states that want to come. That's right. You're all always welcome. So um, we're here, and uh, our first guest tonight is going to be uh, Brother Joe Poulin, who is an employee here at Patton Campus. And Joe, well, the, our live audience is going to know they just heard this, but um, for the our radio <laughs> listeners, because of a technical malfunction, are going to hear it for the first time. <laughs> Joe, tell us a little bit about Patton Campus. Now that you've already been through it once, maybe you'll be able to like really knock it out of the park. Sure thing, sure thing. So, yeah, my name's Joe Poen. I'm an employee for the Pennsylvania Masonic Youth Foundation uh, here at the uh, Masonic Conference Center Patton Campus, which is right across the street from the, uh, the Masonic Village, part of uh, part of their entire uh, their entire campus we um, we here at Patton campus uh, support the youth groups uh, Demolay Rainbow Job's daughters and various different programs we have a great facility to uh, to host them for various different weekends um, we have a great cafeteria, a multimedia center, a lot of um, different places on the campus that they get to um, create different activities and, and have a great time. Um, just like here at Keyman, um, at the for the Pennsylvania Masonic Youth Foundation, um, we were founded in um, 1982 by Sam Williamson, and we've been supporting the youth programs ever since. And um, yeah, I saw Sam's um, portrait out in the lobby, and uh, Sam recently, probably within a yes. month ago, just passed. Yes, and it he was a very was our, sad time for us. He was our senior. Grand yeah. past grandmaster of Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, just one of the nicest men. And when I was monarch of Ubar Grotto, I had this crazy idea to go on a cruise. <laughs> and um, Dad LeBall and uh, Dad Williamson both came on my cruise. And everybody was always worried about Sam. You know, he's an elderly man, he's walking around the boat. But he was in better physical condition than any of us <laughs> on the cruise. Yep. And he was just walking miles around the ship, and Tom and Jenny LeBall kept losing him, but he was fine. He was just just, just running around. And that was the Sam Williamson we knew, too. In our office, we still have a, a picture of him uh, playing paintball with the young man. So that, that's just the Sam Williamson we all knew. Yeah. That's great. And... Um, 
Are we going to come back to Matt again? Yeah, why don't we just go ahead and do Matt again? All right, let's go one more time with uh, uh, Brother Matt Blaisdell. You may have heard him on our show before. He's helped us out. He got us a sponsorship with Sky's Raid a couple years ago, which we're <laughs> immensely thankful for. Um, great graphic artist. But for this weekend, he's one of the ones in charge of Keyman. So tell us a little bit, little bit about Keyman. Yeah, so uh, Keyman this year, uh, this is our first year back since uh, a bit of a digital hiatus over the past two years due to uh, the pandemic. Um, and we are more than excited to be back in person, let me tell you that. Uh, we've got about 44 attendees, 43 attendees, and just shy of 20 advisors on staff for the entire week. Um, it's a fully very involved week of education, chapter building, team building, engagement. Ultimately, these guys that you see in front of you, these are the ones that are going to be the leaders of the chapter, of the fraternity, of the future. Um, and it's extremely exciting to see uh, some good ideas coming out of the woodwork. And the uh, theme of this weekend is what? For Freemasonry, the road starts here. The road begins here. Oh! oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got it close. That's close. Alrighty. So, um, we have some other special guests here today. Why don't we take a break and we'll come back and uh, get our next guest. Alright, well we're going to bring our next guest up in about a minute, so yeah. come on up. We'll Alright, we'll be right back. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. So now we've uh, we've kicked out the PennDOT employees with the bright shirts, and um, we have uh, a couple of our D Malays. So, would wearing a headphone have helped? No. That was Larry's uh, passing read, notes. You guys are passing me crazy notes. <laughs> no, read the names at the top. <laughs> All right. So our first one, <laughs> Cole Summerfield. Our current state master counselor of Pennsylvania. And uh, and Hayden Hunt, who's our deputy state master counselor of Ohio. Welcome, John. So so I'm a, a home team guy. So we're going to start with we're going to start with Cole. Um, because I have a lot of problems with Ohio, but I'm not, I'm going to leave you out of them because I don't believe they're your fault. <laughs> but we will address those later. Um, so Cole, uh, where are you from? And tell us a little bit about your background and what got you in Malay. So uh, I'm from right outside Philadelphia in a town called Ardmore, PA. Um, I basically uh, a good friend of mine, a childhood friend. Um, 
named Drew Santilli, Andrew Santilli. He, his father was a Mason, uh, so he had gotten involved with Deemlay since he was 12. Um, so therefore, my brother, who was good friends with him since he was two years old, uh, joined and then I joined. That's kind of usually how it works. Um, it's like a... How old are you now? I'm 20. Okay. Yeah. And you started at what age? I started at 12. Oh, wow. 12. So you've been in this for the long haul. Okay. Yeah. And um, so for, for people listening and parents listening, you know, how's that process usually start for a child? Like if they, when they get in, because it's one of my big pet peeves, and it doesn't, not just in Malay, it goes all the way through to every Masonic body, is we tend to assume when a new guy comes in that they know everything that there is to know. And they know where to go and what to do, and they people throw terms out there like key man, and they're like, what, what is key man? I don't know what that is. Well, and start by telling us about what D Malay is, because we may have listeners who don't even they yeah, heard so of D Malay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, a little D Malay, and then tell us about when you started to help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, go ahead. I like so, I'll let you roll with it. Okay, I, I like to describe Dimalay uh, as a youth-ran organization um, for young men from ages 12 to 21, um, and it teaches. A uh, reason I say youth-ran a big. A lesson that that Dimley teaches is leadership. It makes young men into to great leaders. Um, uh, also, public speaking. Um, you know, I know when I started Dimley, public speaking was definitely not my strong suit. Uh, this has helped very much with my public speaking, and so many different. Like we have a. Uh, Different virtues that we follow, like uh, filial love, you know, love of parents, reverence for, sa for sacred things, courtesy, comradeship, fidelity, cleanness, and patriotism. Those are the seven uh, virtues that we follow. And yeah. And in terms of how, uh, how you know, like you're the question you asked. Um, like when you walk in as a 12-year-old, like <laughs> how does you get motivated to like jump in, start advancing? and get to where you are today? It's definitely a tough process. Um, I know having people in already is is, is probably the, the easiest for, to kind of be comfortable with everything. You know, having a good friend of yours and your brother also involved definitely helped. I feel like for young members, sometimes it's tough to, to get started, especially those who aren't maybe not as social. Um, it's tough to maybe stay in the organization due to yeah. Right. Well, um, any any do you now as as state master counselor do you have any specific project or goal or is there do you have a theme for your year like other Masonic groups? Usually the head guy has something that they're. <laughs> uh, well, we have done themes in the past. Um, recently, uh, like we haven't really followed a theme too much, so I'm not really following a theme at the moment. Uh, my main. Goal is to uh, plan certain. I'm going to be playing certain weekends for the state. So your year just started oh. then, or yes, okay. as of July, July. I think it was 15th, the weekend of the July, of July 15th. Okay. So. So you're you're just brand new. Yeah, the ink's not drying. You're out on your application yet. Yep. <laughs> well, welcome. Glad you're doing it. And congratulations on as an election every year, or is it a more of a progressive? Yeah, there's a. Um, so we have a term. Every state master council has a term, and it goes for a year. So next year, uh, there will be most likely a new state ma or uh, a l someone going for state master counselor. And uh, obviously, coming out of COVID, things have changed. So sure. we'll see how next year turns. 
And I guess the uh, the million dollar question for us: Are you eyeballing a Masonic Lodge, or yeah. are you thinking about joining? Or are you already in the Masons? Um, I'm definitely uh, thinking about joining Masonry. Um, my my grandfather was part of a lodge that we meet at for Demolay. Actually, um, that's the lodge that uh, I have in mind right now. I think obviously I'm trying to focus intensely on Demolay at the moment. So that's kind of. And at uh, 20, are you are you are you attending for a higher education? Are you looking for do something? Are you employed, or what are you doing now for uh, real life? Oh, so um, I work I work at uh, for sanitation, like trash. Mm -hmm. um, that's my summer job. But uh, I I go to Cabrini University. Yeah. Um, and I'm studying criminology there. So nice. very cool. Got that. Got a lot of. Uh, I think you got some law enforcement guys in the background who might be able to help direct you where you want to go when you when you get <laughs> done. All right, let's move on over to Hayden. So Hayden's got so I, I how old are you, Hayden? I'm 18. <laughs> Hayden's 18. He's got this whole rockabilly thing going on that I'm very jealous of. As a 53 uh, year old man, he's got better better hair and sideburns than I do. Um, so Hayden, so what part of Ohio are you from? So I'm from uh, just outside of Columbus, Hilliard, Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Larry, go back to sleep. <laughs> it's just friendly competition between us and that other state. The Ohio State University. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what what got you? What what got you into Demolay? How did you decide you wanted to join? So when I turned twelve. Um, let me preface this. My mom was in Rainbow and Job's back in the late 80s and 90, early 90s. She was very involved. And so when the time rolled around that I turned 12 and was eligible to join, she said, hey, you're going to go join this organization. And I said, what? And so, you know, I was pretty standoffish at first but you know as I've progressed through I've made you know so many friends and I'm so glad that I decided to you know travel to the Masonic Lodge that day that I had no idea what I was doing so so you joined it at 12 also yes okay so and then um, are you, did you just take on your term for for um, deputy in July or are you on a different timetable yeah so I you just central got time out there in Ohio <laughs> So I just got installed um, the same weekend, actually, uh, July 16th, um, as Deputy State Master Counselor. So I have another year for that. Okay. And then are you planning on the – I mean, we don't want to get the cat out of the bag. Are you going to be running for uh, for your State Master Counselor next year, hopefully? Yes, I will. If, if they don't impeach you. Is this yeah. an official announcement that uh – <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not, not held to any rules that you can't announce before. Oh, no, it's not held to anything, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> We've been known to lead people astray, so that's why. Uh, and then, so what are your plans when, um, once you, uh, now you're 18 now, you can put a petition in too, I think. Um, it's 19 in Ohio. Oh. Well, they oh. I've, got a, I've got a month and then I'm petitioning Lodge. Oh, oh good for you. What Lodge are you going to petition? Uh, I'm petitioning uh, York Lodge in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I can't remember the number off the top of my head. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So uh, we'll, we'll welcome you as a brother once you want, once once the paperwork is signed and the check clears. So what are and this is a good question for both of you. Um, what's been the biggest challenge outside of COVID that you've experienced uh, in terms of your progression through the chairs of DMLA? Have you run into any challenges that were especially tough? 
Um, you know, moving through uh, the chairs for me, you know, because typically um, you start at the chapter level and then, you know, there's an intermediate level there. I know it's regions for Pennsylvania, correct? Districts in Ohio. Okay. And then you get to the state level. Um, it's really learning how to talk to so many different people. Um, and public speak, you know, that's a big thing that we teach in DMLA, and it's something that you really have to learn how to do. Um, you know, I've always loved to public speak, but even even then, it took a long time to be able to get up in front of a crowd of, let's say, 400 Masons at a banquet and talk about DMLA, which half of them haven't heard about. So, right. yeah, I mean, I, I know when I went to college and my first speech class as a freshman watching kids that had no experience in public speaking for the first time in their life talking to a room of 30 people Freaked them out. were just completely just stood there like a tree yeah. and um, so all you kids are going to have such an advantage in the real world just because of things like this yeah, yeah I, I, will, I will say this as well one of the things I've noticed with uh, brothers in Freemasonry who have been through Demolay uh, they've turned out to be phenomenal leaders in our Blue Lodges. Uh, they take on responsibilities, they are leadership, uh, well-placed, and that's the value I see of Demolay. Every one of you out there could become a, a, a worshipful master of your lodge. Uh, you could go on to state and become a grandmaster. You have the ability to do that, and I see that with Demolay and doing a great job. And the road begins here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was good timing, didn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another quick break and we're gonna come back with a couple more guests. Awesome, thanks. All right, good job. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hiram and Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiramandSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hiram and Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Broken Plow, number 377. Well, now we are back from our summer break, and what a break it was. The brethren of the Broken Plow really took the time to relax and finally get their tuxedo shirts dry cleaned. For us, it is a yearly ritual every June. Yep, you heard that right. We only get them cleaned once a year. Has something to do with good luck. By the May meeting, most of our shirts don't need a hanger to stand up, if you know what I mean. 
Now, I have talked about our annual summer picnic before, and we, of course, had that event again this year. It is always a great time for the brethren, their ladies, and children to come together and enjoy each other's company. This year, we decided to add one more social gathering to our calendar. Worshipful Master Amos Appleschnitz called all of the brothers and invited them to a cigar smoker on his farm in late August. Now, what many people don't know is that we Pennsylvania Dutch are big-time cigar smokers. Many Pennsylvania Dutch farmers grow tobacco, and the smoking of cigars dates back to our early years here in colonial America. In fact, cigars are so important that my grandfather was buried with a brand new one between his index and middle finger, all ready to go. Brother Appleschnitz put out the word that everyone was invited to his farm on the last Saturday of August. He would supply some refreshments, but everyone had to bring their own smokes with them. He also said that there would be prizes for biggest cigar, best smoke ring, and longest ash. He also hinted that his latest batch of brandewijn, that's the Pennsylvania Dutch word for whiskey, would be ready for sampling. The day of the event came, and it was a beautiful Pennsylvania late summer day, 92 degrees with 105% humidity. One could barely breathe, but what did that matter? We were all about to push our lungs to the limits anyway. We gathered around Brother Appleschnitz's patio and everyone mingled for a while. Soon Brother Appleschnitz said, Brethren, since we love ceremony and ritual, let's do this right. Brother Chaplain, invoke a blessing. Brother Bradiger gave a nice prayer, asking for blessings on both ourselves, our fraternity, and our cigars. We all concluded the prayer with the appropriate Masonic response. Then Brother Appleschnitt said, Brethren, as the supreme architect of the universe met with Moses on the mountain and fire came down from heaven to the burning bush, so let the fire of our hearts and minds also rain down on our undertakings this day. Everyone, let us all simultaneously light our cigars. The brethren all unpacked their various sticks, and on the count of three, we all clicked our bics or zippos or lit matches and proceeded to light our cigars. We all waved at each other and took giant puffs. At once, we were all enveloped in a giant cloud of sweet cigar smoke. What a sight to see. We then each sat down in our lawn chairs and continued to enjoy the company and our cigars. After about three minutes of smoking, we heard the fire company siren go off. And since some of our brethren are also firefighters, they rushed off to help fight whatever was the emergency. Within five minutes, we heard a fire truck getting closer. We all looked around to see if we could see where the fire was, maybe one of the local farms. The siren kept getting closer and closer. Then we turned and saw the fire truck barreling down Brother Appleschnitz's lane. The truck flew into the barnyard and ran, and the chief ran out back to where we were gathered. The firefighters looked on in disbelief. We just saw one hell of a smoke cloud from over here. Where's the fire? Chief Wasserman shouted. We all laughed and pointed our cigars. I guess we didn't realize just how much smoke 45 middle-aged masons could make. The fire chief laughed and asked for a petition right then and there. What a day. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search Doug Maidenford. And we're back 
on the road to where? No, no. the no, road. The road yeah. to Wait, see, this just confuses me. Uh, I, I remember there, there's a fork in the road, the road less traveled. Remember that? That didn't do it either. What's the name? Larry, just oh, right never mind. Just to anyway, the guest. Uh, we have a guest up here tonight. <clears throat> Chris Misko, who's a member of the Northeast Chapter in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hi, Chris, and welcome to the Sonic Light Podcast. Tell us a little bit about your chapter or. So I joined. D- is this on? Yeah. It's on. Okay. Um, I joined D Malay at the in October of 28. Is it on? I'm not sure. Is it on? I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's on. Oh, it's going oh, There we go. Okay. So I joined D Malay in October of 2018 at, in Northeast Chapter, which is in Northeast Philadelphia, and so before I joined D Malay, I was in the Squire program. In about a year before I was initiated into DMLA. And I feel like that really helped prepare me when I started DMLA. I was able to meet a lot of older guys who guided me through through some lessons. They, they teach me how to become a DMLA. And I feel like once I joined, I was able to become really confident in who I was and with public speaking and coming up here and doing things like this. So I feel like my chapter is the reason I'm being able to do things like this. Do you feel comfortable being on the stage with us tonight? Yes, I feel very comfortable oh, being awesome. up here tonight. What, what's the age range for uh, the Squires? The age range for the Squires, I be, I know it's nine to nine to twelve. Nine to twelve. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a recently a new thing, correct, everybody? Or? Yeah. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about doing that in Northeast Philadelphia. Um, so, is it popular? Is it your DMLA chapter? How, how many people are in your DMLA chapter there in Philly? Right now, active, we have four members. I've been talking to some of the guys who have not been coming out as much, and I'm hoping that they might come come to more things. But we're we're trying we're trying to grow each and every. Yeah, I mean, you hear it's a, it's a big city, but it's also a big. <laughs> city distance-wise to try and get kids together gets kind of tough. But, um, and how, and you're what, you're, you're 12 now? I'm 15. I was right going to say, you're really tall for yeah. 12. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. And um, what are your goals within Malay? Are you looking, would you like to uh, go up here? And, would you like to be state master counselor someday? I, w- I would love to have the opportunity to become state master counselor one day. I still Very have well a said. lot to learn, but I feel like going through DMLA and looking looking at all the older guys, I feel like I can learn a lot from them. I like when he says he's looking at all the older guys. He hasn't realized what older guys are. <laughs> <laughs> and on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being good and 1 being poor, rate the pillows at Patton Campus. Can I do lower than one? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, I used to work at a mattress store, so I might be able to get a good uh, sales contract out of this. I brought my own pillow, so uh, I'm okay. Can I write some? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, you introduce me. Yeah, our, our next guest actually is Anthony Fultzen. Anthony Fultz. Fultz. That's what I said. No, you yeah, didn't. you said Fultzen. Oh, my tongue must have slipped. I, no, I didn't say Fultzen. That's a prison in California. <laughs> This, this young man is from the Pilgrim Chapter in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, close by, near and dear to our hearts, the state capital. 
unlike Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Man, welcome, welcome, Anthony. <laughs> Thank you for having me. How old are you, buddy? Good. How are you? How 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 old are you? Twelve. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Did it just start? Yes. So I joined about like the middle of July. So I haven't been in here that long. So basically. So you're about a DMLA for about two weeks. And you're already uh, and you're already up here on stage talking. That's that, awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. what's been your favorite part of Keyman? Hmm. I would say swimming pool. Swimming pool. <laughs> Did you all, have you all done something besides the movie in there? You have swim time, or was it just the movie the other? We day? have swim time. Okay. Cool. Like pretty much every time, like after nine, we have until eleven to have free time. Free time. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, so you are enjoying it, and now after after this is done, are you planning on um, jumping in and, and, and really and progressing in DMLA and learning some more? Yeah. Uh, so I think DMLA so far is pretty cool. It starts out kind of slow, but then after like a week or so, it starts to get like moving and starts to get more fun. So for your friends that you might want to invite to come join you, what would you say to them about, here's why you should come join me at Pilgrim Chapter? I would say that like, it's a fun experience. It teaches you, like, if you're antisocial, it teaches you to meet, be more like public with well, public speaking, basically. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and fun activities too, right? Yeah. yeah. Right now you have now you have friends not just from Harrisburg but from all over from all four over states. Mid Atlantic region, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well that's awesome. Yeah. Well uh, thanks for coming up here and being brave. I mean I don't think at twelve years old I would have uh, Anthony, I'm very impressed, by the way. Yes. Thank you for showing Thank up you. and coming up on stage. Very impressed. Thank you. Alrighty, and our our, our last guest here is gonna be uh, Ben Bell. And Ben, you're the Region G Master Counselor. Yeah. What is Region G? Yeah. So uh, Region G, basically all of Pennsylvania is broken up into a couple different regions. And inside of my region, I have four chapters that I will be overseeing for the next term. Okay, so what part of the state is that? Are you, are you, is G? Um, the upper right part of the state. Okay, so... Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Scranton. A, a very clear distinction. Um, it, the lines are kind of drawn weirdly right now, but when you look at PA, it's pretty much upper close. right part, yeah. Kind of Allentown, Reading. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. A couple but, of us happen to be members of the Valley of Reading, so. We, you, you do realize that's really another part of Pennsylvania that is different. It is different. <laughs> so do you have future Masonic uh, uh, ambitions? Uh, I, I do. I'm 17 currently. I'm looking to join Williamson Lodge because that's where my dad and my brother are currently at uh, uh, awesome. as soon as I turn 18. Actually, I know where that lodge that's is. That's awesome. Yeah. And what got you, is, was it just your, your family's connection to Freemasonry, but what got you interested in DMLA? So uh, when I was younger, around 12, um, a couple years prior, my brother had joined because uh, he said to my dad, I want to be a part of something outside of schooling because for him, school was never really the right area for him. He always liked learning. He liked growing, but he didn't like the social interaction per se. 
So my dad told him a story about how I believe it was his grandfather was a Demolai, and Joe went, looked it up, learned everything he could know, and found a chapter near us, gave him a call, and became a member. So then when I turned around the age, um, my dad and my brother sat me down, and they said, so you have an option now. You can come join, and you can do what your brother did, or you can choose your own route. We want it to be your choice. And uh, I joined, well not joined, I attended a couple different events with him, public ceremonies, what have you, saw what he was doing and said, that's the path I want to go down. So that's what brought me here today. Very cool. What, what is your favorite thing in Demolay? My favorite thing in Demolay is, you're, you're going to hear this word a lot, is the brotherhood. Uh, no matter what walk of life you're from, no matter what you enjoy doing, there is an area for you in Demolay. A lot of these kids are going to talk about how we learn to public speak, how we learn to memorize, but that's not all that Demolay is about. We're going to give you those qualities, but we're going to teach you out. We're, we're going to teach you how to get out in the public. We're going to be teaching you how to run community service events. We're going to teach you how to plan, budget, do everything needed to run an entire event, so you're a well-rounded person going out into the world. That's amazing because I can tell you as. Someone has worked in business. I run into adults that you try to put them in charge of planning a dinner, and they cannot do it. <laughs> like I mean, these these are some serious skills that every human being should know. And we're not mentioning any specific blue lodges, by that the way. Nobody, that nobody really knows. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for being brave and coming up on the stage. And Timmy, where does this road start? The road begins no. starts no. the road uh, it's on their shirts <laughs> somebody turn around the road begins here yeah! all right larry uh why don't you uh, take us out of here and pretend there's some chickens in the background uh, okay so at the end of every show we you all uh, act like you're chickens and larry will get through this there you go. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's it. Come on, Larry. I like I like the cow. I like yeah. the moo. Ooh, that was good. We gotta have some dogs barking. Come on, do it. Okay, now the volume starts to go down, and I want to say special thanks to. Malay, key, key man event. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, close enough. Right. right, jeez. Yeah, I could just read the shirt. Uh, for, for, for allowing us to be here tonight and hosting us at this, as I consider, an epic event. Our first real, honest to goodness, live audience, well attended, appreciative of a bunch of old guys up here that do a podcast. Also, I want to give special thanks to Josh Lamberton, our yeah, producer-director, who's not here to tonight, gonna who's going to work with what he's Tim gonna, did He's going to have to put this mess and together. Let me tell you, that's not going to be a small feat. No. And one of the things we will do, we will, we, will, uh, we will send emails out to your leaders here to let you know when this show will air. It will be an episode. There'll be an opening and closing. You'll hear that. You'll hear everything we've mentioned here. There'll be commercials in there, advertisement and so forth. We'll give you a heads up when it will air. It's going to be a fun show to listen to. Also, too, uh, I also give thanks to our uh, uh, Masonic Light podcast contributors, uh, Michelle Snyder, 
and uh, Doug Maddenford, uh, Dutchy Doug, if you've ever listened to him, he's a hoot. And also, to, to Jack Harley, our uh, news director, who's noticeably absent. He says he's on vacation in New York State, I believe, right? And Tim Dedman, our marketing man. So, uh, anyway, thanks for hosting us. Usually I tell a joke, but I won't do that tonight because I've been warned. Anyway, so uh, Larry from telling thanks jokes. for attending. And for you folks that are going to listen to this, ultimately, thanks for listening. This is Larry Miris. This is Tim. And this is Pete. Bye, everybody.